Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule the Galaxy fans. It is Joe in the pilot seat. Hey, we've got a fun show tonight because it is the recap. The final, you know, the final episode of this season of Andor came out. We're going to recap Andor and we're really excited to do it on Rule the Galaxy. We're also doing this over Thanksgiving weekend. So hopefully you're listening to it as you're going over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house or something like that. Uh, put us on. Let the kids listen to us. We'll try not to say anything with expletives, but I can't promise anything. So uh, happy Thanksgiving in advance, everybody. And there was also some Star Wars news this week. So Rule the Galaxy is excited to cover that. But as always, please follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at Rule the Galaxy Podcast on TikTok. Just Rule the Galaxy on Facebook and YouTube. Go buy some stuff at Etsy, Etsy.com, Rule the Galaxy, all one word, caps, all caps, Rule the Galaxy, D-Docs wearing the sweatshirt right there, um, got the logo right behind my head right here if you're watching on YouTube, um, and uh, last but not least, email us, like one of our good friends did here in a minute we'll talk about, uh, email us at rulethegalaxysw at gmail.com, and we'll be more than happy to discuss anything you want to send over, good or bad, we'll, we'll take it, we're big boys, but... It's uh, episode 182 of the Rule of the Galaxy podcast, and uh, like I said, a couple news items, a little Andor, whatever stories the guys want to bring, but let's wing it around the room here and start with my cousin, Alfie. Alfie, how you doing? Doing good, Joe. I've had a week off of work, so been doing a lot around the house. Uh, spent the day out on the town with the girls today, so... Got to go out and do a little pre-Christmas shopping and some finish up some stuff for Thanksgiving. Good, good. That sounds like a lot of fun. Plus, you put up uh, decorations, I hear. Uh, yes, well, I, I did. saw, and I think even Mr. Brent passed by those out in your front yard. I even put a new one up today. Just came in the mail. Awesome. <sighs> Rock on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to drive past again. <laughs> drive past and see if you can pick what wasn't there last time. There we oh, go. I'll... I'll be able to tell as will my daughter be able to tell when I drive past with her. So for those that don't know, I'm about four blocks away from Alfie. And I saw the pictures in the TikTok and the posts of him putting up the ATAT. So I wanted to do a drive by. And my daughter rolled her eyes at me as I drove down. She's like, where are we going? Where are we going? I didn't say anything. So then I slow rolled past <laughs> the house. She rolled her eyes at me. And then she was like, actually, that's pretty cool. <laughs> because there's like two baby Yodas by mm -hmm. a tree, by a tree. Then there's like C-3PO, R2-D2, Vader all sitting in the foreground. And in the background is Kylo Ren and Vader in front of the AT-AT. So I appreciate you. I'm, I'm just excited. I, I've never been an outside Christmas decorator, really. So 
Alfie, I think you're you're doing my part as well with all that. I will say the uh, I did have to get on the roof a little bit, and man, did I feel the forty five years old. <laughs> <worked>. <laughs> yeah, the roof thing—it's a lot of danger right there. If you've seen the Santa Claus, you know what can happen there. Um, Alfie, also before we get to Brent and Doc, you've been posting a lot of stuff on uh, all kinds of social media outlets. You've been really digging in. What, what is all that stuff you're displaying? Is that stuff that's been purchased, stuff that's been given to you? What's going on there? Oh, it's a little bit of both. Uh, you know, having a three-year-old, my wife and I are kind of putting things away for each other that we can, you know, say, you know, that Santa Claus brought because she's really big right now on, you know, well, what is Santa Claus going to bring you and what is Santa Claus going to bring mom? So, okay. And then the other part of it is just my obsession with Star Wars and I buy just about everything that I find. So, so for all those kids listening, we have to realize what Alfie's saying is that Santa doesn't really bring a lot of gifts to moms and dads. So no. then we, we want Santa to, or we want uh, Azalea to, to feel like Santa is also bringing mm-hmm. something to them. I gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So moms and dads remember, we don't get stuff from Santa, just the kids do. So, right. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Brent, you were, you were chiming in there talking about Alfie's decorations. How's everything going? Thanks for showing us your uh, painting you were just doing before we hopped on yeah. air. Yeah. So uh, I was, somebody gifted me all, a lot of that stuff. Like everything with, that I showed off was gifted. So there's Marvel crisis protocol. So I have like a core set, which is like red skull, uh, Baron Zemo, Doc Ock, there's a Captain Marvel, Captain America. Anyway, so painting that up. And then I did uh, another Mando. I'm painting painting up some Mandalorians to look like the armorer. So they're wearing some gold and maroon. Nice. Um, but uh, you're talking about feeling all the 45 years old. Um, my wife and I tomorrow are going to be doing one of those crazy family uh, 5Ks. Actually, it's a, it's a, a four-miler. So it's a little bit longer than 5K. So tomorrow morning, while you guys are sleeping and or stoking the fire for your turkeys, uh, <laughs> this turkey is going to be trying to complete four miles. Hey, all props I, to you, brother. I I, ho- I hope they have the AEDs ready. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, let's see. I was looking at, I also kind of, if you were watching YouTube or if you watch this, I, I might've jumped off because I was trying to find that galaxy of uh, bring the galaxy home feature that talks about all the toys that I've been mm-hmm. talking about. Um, there is a new Luke Skywalker Funko pop that they are promoting. Um, and then everything else is stuff that I'd seen before, but uh, for all you Funko people, there's a limit. I'm sure it's a limited edition. It looks like it's got the original 77 poster behind it. So it's a nice. bigger container. I, who knows Funko like all collectible stuff aside from my little game has been lost on me so okay well that's all right I've never been a Funko guy I think I I own two yeah two Funko about three three Funkos and they were all gifted to me so can't can't complain when something's gifted to you um D-Doc how are you brother Doing good, doing good. Uh, just actually, I'm fresh off of watching uh, our Andor finale, and I don't have any Christmas decorations up because I've done three weddings in three <clears> weekends. <throat> that makes six weddings in the last four or five months, 
So I had the craziest wedding season of my life. I actually watched the Eagles game in my bed and a lot of uh, NFL red zone in my bed because I'm feeling all of 31 after a wedding now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, poor baby. <laughs> Yeah, you can't, yeah. You can't drink as hard as you used to. Nope, 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 nope. That song is I'm that song I'm good as I once was. Yeah, is, uh, exactly. it's starting to come true, isn't it? Yep, I'm not as good as I once was. So, recoveries take about 24 hours now. So, yeah, yeah I just kind take, of put wait till they take 48. <laughs> D-Doc, I'm just listening to you thinking about when I was 31 and my youngest was born. Uh, she's now 20, so that's. Uh, oh gosh that's a long time ago man so i'm probably on the same pace as you right now i have you a are. six seven month old yeah and then five and four year old who i was with all day today because they had off so i'm very excited to talk some star wars with you guys <laughs> <laughs> well be- before we start into anything with andor um i did want to say you know I-, I talked to you guys briefly in our chats um you know thanksgiving thanksgiving's come up and um it's right around the corner. And for those of you listening, probably it's Thanksgiving Day or the day after. So thank you for listening and having part of your holiday with us. But is there anything Star Wars related that you guys are thankful for? Something that you're thankful for related to Star Wars as we head into Thanksgiving? And it can be nothing, you know. Because right about now, not many people are happy with all the <laughs> things. In I'll Star say, Wars. I'll go right away. Obviously, you can see from my behind me i'm i'm just thankful for the creativity of all of it i love building things that have to do with star wars you know i love the props i love the helmets um i don't know it's uh there's a lot of things i could think of being thankful for star wars because i'm starting to share it with my son now too like me and him were doing some star wars stuff earlier during the day so i mean i don't know it's it's something i'm experiencing that i know that uh, some of you guys might have already with your kids where it's like, it's just a special thing. It's something that you, it's something that me and my little guy are starting to have together. Cause mm-hmm. he, he, he's like really starting to get it. Like, it's like every week that goes on, I'm almost questioning whether he's starting to know it just as good as me, honestly, because <laughs> he's been on that Lego game and he knows the storylines and everything. So yeah, I don't know. Just I don't know. It's it's something that's just nice to have in your life, and it's it's just fun. It just makes life more fun, I'll say. I think you mentioned it before. We've discussed it like sports teams, right? Like I, I've passed on being a Cubs fan and a Steelers fan to Joey, um, but I've also passed on being a, a Star Wars fan with Joey. And it is something that um, you can't you can you can pass it on from parent to to child and and friend and things like that so it's good to have that it's just another little part of your life that you can share with somebody else so i think that's that's really good and for me i'm just glad that it's something that you know i've had my ups and downs with it but i've had 45 whatever years 46 years of it in my life and uh it's been fun to have and be a part of what i'm doing and there's been times where i've been obsessed with it there's been times where it's just fun to have you know, on the side. Um, but, but yeah, Star Wars is a, a good thing to have as, as a hobby, as a, as something to have a passion for things like that. So yeah. And to be able to pass it on to uh, a child is a great thing. So I was just hopping in there, Alfie or, or Brent, anything before we hop on and listen to one of our, one of our listeners and what they said, go ahead, Alfie. Yeah. I'm just thankful of 
I'll just say for this podcast and for you guys, you know, nice little Star Wars family that we get this little getaway, you know, from the everyday life once a week. I agree. It's been it's been a fun little exciting thing to have in our lives. Go ahead, Brent. I'll expand it even just a bit bit further. I'm just ex- I'm thankful for the community of Star Wars fans. And by that, what I mean is, yes, we might have some craziness and people who are keyboard warriors who say things behind a keyboard would never have that same conversation or use that same language when they're sitting around with you. <laughs> because every time I've walked up to people who are Star Wars fans, it's like we're brothers. It's like we've, we, have, uh, we have a friendship that we didn't know that we had. Mm-hmm. It's easy to talk to. There's easy conversation that flows. There's that, there is that shared interest. And it just builds that community. So anytime, and a lot of it comes from that game, the game that I play, but everybody who's playing that game is a Star Wars fan. And it doesn't matter because the games take three hours. There's going to be conversations (laughs) about what TV shows out. There's going to be conversations about movies. There's going to be conversations about favorite characters. All of that stuff comes up because it does take a time and it builds that community um, and it builds that Star Wars community. And I'll go to uh, the guys that we met at ICCCon. Like we've had them on here. Uh, mm-hmm. Flynn, Flynn Hendricks, the the wrestler that was on with the WCW, WWE, um, mm-hmm. uh, did like a promo spot with them. Um, Matt, is it Matt Orman? Matt, Matt, Matt Orman, Orman who, yeah. who's been on with us before. Like we never met those guys. We ne- like who was this dude? But like we feel like there is this relationship with him now that we're, and a lot of it comes from that shared interest in Star Wars. Yep. Um, so those are the kind of things. So not just this podcast, but I'd go to the greater community that we have. Um, of the people sitting around listening to this podcast uh somebody that i work out with was like i'm bound to find out he found out that i was on a podcast he's like i'm determined to find it i was like it's rule the galaxy i'll tell you where to go but i want <laughs> listeners and then i was telling him i was like we got like 200 people that listen or so but like people from all over the country like i've never met this person before but they listen to us yep. right and like people all over the world because i'm looking at your shirt are you wearing is that a saint kilta shirt or is that nope. like a is that an uh, England shirt? Because if you're wearing an England shirt, we got to talk because there's a big game Friday. There's I am a big not. game Friday. This, this is uh, the team from Florence in Italy, Fiorentina. Oh. Um, so this is their their jersey right here. It's purple. And I thought it'd be fun to have something from Florence. So it's, I brought that out. It's fine. But I was going into the, the World Cups going <laughs> on and I, it looked like it was an England jersey and I was going to have some problems with you. No, no, I I wouldn't cheer. Okay. I wouldn't cheer for the the team from England. No worries on that. Um, right. Nick Nick sent me a message. Nick was trying to be here, but you know he, he's got part of his family here, part of his family in Tennessee. Uh, so he's bouncing around here for Thanksgiving. He said, "Hey man, sorry, still at my parents, so I won't be on. Haven't got a chance to watch the final, but so stoked to do it ASAP. I'm sorry, finale. I said final, finale. Um." Uh, but love you guys and stoke for more Star Wars. Oh, by the way, long live Iger. So we'll get to that. But Nick, thanks for thanks for sending that over. And and Nick's right. It's just fun. We're just having fun with it and and just enjoying ourselves with a little Star Wars love here. So it's it's all good. And I, you know, I'm thankful for you guys. Thanks for all the effort and work you guys put in. And whether it's running the shows or or social media. Uh, or just just being just being there and just having fun and us sticking it to each other every day in text messages, uh, you know. Thing I'm thankful for you guys as well. It's, it's great to have 
friends, you know, when you're, when you're our age, you don't make a lot of friends unless you have something in common, like Brent said, and this kind of brings, brings people from all over the place uh, together. So it's kind of fun. And we have another friend who sent us a message. So if you guys want, I'll try and play it. You guys can tell me if you can hear it. Um, but it's from our good friend, Rural Farm Boy on Twitter. And uh, let, let's see how this sounds. You guys tell me. I'll just play it right here and we'll see what goes on. Galaxy crew, it's RFB. Going to send you a quick, short little message. Wish you the best for this holiday tomorrow, Turkey Day. And to tell you that, well, you know, I'm very thankful for all you do and have all year long. I can't believe we're in the back end of November already. How'd we get here this quick? I'm thankful for all the great conversations that you and do like every other podcast in my playlist and not just for me for everybody else that listens to grateful and thankful that you do that you're the reason i do what i do and a question all right whole rtg crew has been conscripted into the empire and if you remember me well enough i'm former imperial i served time in legion in stormtrooper armor among others. All right. So what branch of the empire's military service is each RTG crew boy? Where are you headed? Where's Joe going? High pilot, stormtrooper, imperial tech, communications tech, uh, Navy trooper. Where's everybody going? Brent, Alfie, Alfie, I can't wait to hear his. And well, depends. I D dot. Where you headed, bud? Which are you? Which which imperial uniform you wearing? So that's can't wait to hear how this turns up. This this ought to be good. <laughs> well, till next chapter of RTG in all of our playlists. Happy holiday for this holiday coming. And we'll take care of the next one when we get there. I'm not in a hurry to get there. We got to this one. Might faster than I thought. But till then, fellas, besties all, love you. May the force be with you. All right. All right. So <clears throat> Rural Farm Boy wants to know. Well, first of all, he says thank you, and we appreciate that. Thank he you. wants to know what part of the Imperial military <clears throat> establishment would each of the four of us be in? What? Where would we jump into? And... D-Doc, you've got your hand up. I'm going to let you go first. Now, is would there be a class for, you know, a, a maintenance tech slash plumber on the Death Star? You like know? Matt, the radar t technician? <laughs> I think yeah. you. Yeah. I like that a lot. D-Doc, you have to be, but you have to be a double agent. Like, there's no doubt about it. I know. Like, you I'm a ginger are, with a mustache. I you're, know. You're genetically, <laughs> you're genetically, like, born to be a double agent. I know, but you know what? I don't have a good poker face, man. I'd be the, I would be the worst spy. I, I seriously would be sweating. My hands, I, my hands shake very easily. My hands would start shaking a little bit. Lips would probably be quivering. They would, I, I'd be, I would have been dead before the Death Star blew up. Probably, they would have just sent me out. But yeah, I, I would, you know, I'd be, I'd be fixing stuff on the Death Star until my imminent death from Luke Skywalker. 
I agree. <laughs> I think you'd be a maintenance. I think you'd be a maintenance tech, not because you don't have other skills or whatever, but it works so well for you. I could see you being part of the maintenance crew. You know, I mean, Han Solo, you know, hey, hey, down there. Can you, can you send somebody up here? That'd have been you <laughs> going up with, you know, with the box and looking around in the Falcon right there. Um, yeah. That would have been a perfect role for you. Can can somebody superimpose D-Doc's head over the guy who goes up the ramp of the Falcon with the box? <laughs> that would have been awesome. Um, yeah, D-Doc, I'd say yes. That sounds perfect for you. Um, Alfie or Brent, either one of you guys. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm my dream would be a tie pilot because I want to wear that damn helmet. But I feel like I'd look like Porkins in a tie outfit. <laughs> like, like I don't know if I'd fit in a tie fighter cockpit. So I can't say that I would be a tie fighter. I would love. Hey, like I said, the helmet is one of my favorite helmets in the planet. But um, Zeb, so Zeb, I, I, med, he he fit into it in Rebels. So if Zeb can fit into it. You can fit into it. I mean, didn't they crash that though? <laughs> <laughs> no, they uh, no, it. no, they no, they took it. They flew it a couple. Of, yeah, they flew it a couple <laughs> episodes before it like went. <laughs> it, and it was uh, Ezra and Zeb in the cockpit yep. at the same time, so there was big. There was it's roomy in there, I guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you down as a tie pilot. I don't care. No, 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 no. Like I I was saying that just because I was Ooh. trying to make a joke about being too big. <laughs> um, I would think that I would be somewhere. <laughs> I would be in the instructional academy trying to teach the people. I would be like, I feel like that's okay. kind of the career that I have. And I would want to be as far away from the front lines as possible. <laughs> so uh, my, I uh, thank you to anyone who listens to us that happens to be a service member. Thank you for your service. You are far braver and far <clears throat> bigger man than I am. Um, but I am going to try and run with my tail. So I would, I could see myself being a, a, a instructor in the imperial academy okay alfie how about you well i want to say that i would be like special forces like Iden versio <laughs> but more than likely i would you know just going off of let's just say my position on the show being the encyclopedia here i would probably end up more like uh vader's assistant going out and hunting uh you know Sith and Jedi artifacts, yes. cataloging it. Okay, I could totally see that, Alfie. Like a hand so like of the a, king like, situation. Like you're, you're, you're telling, or like a like, Luthan. Yeah, like he's like the he's like the Imperial Luthan. I like that. They'd be sitting there planning some stuff out, and Alfie would be like, "Nah, hold on a second. <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you know what happened on Ryloth when they tried to do the same thing? Yeah. Come on, people." Have you not been reading my notes that I've been leaving for you? Come on. It's not read my blog. My, my memos have been going out across the Imperial. Yeah. Hollow uh, net. Um, I, I guess for me, um, I definitely would do Brent. I'm with you. I, I want to say I'd have the bravery to go out there and be on the front line and do something, but I really don't think I would. And my skills and talents probably don't go towards that. I would probably think that I would be more of, um, in charge, like a liaison, a communique, you know, to, uh, to, I don't, if there's an imperial, uh, you know, kind of propaganda area, I would be in that. <laughs> well, I would be the one. There's an imperial propaganda division. Let's not kid ourselves here. There's <laughs> millions of different roles. 
There's I would millions figuring, of different roles. I'd be figuring out a way to get the message out, how great it was, and and getting people recruited and uh, all that. But yes, I I don't. I want to say that I'd go out and say, screw it, I just go out there and be a trooper. But man, troopers just get lit up. They're they're nothing more than battle droids with human bodies in there. Um, so I, I don't know that I could pull that off, and I don't know that I really have any skills. I really like to drive, and I drive my Mustang as fast as I can whenever I can. So I don't know if there's any job. Maybe uh, you know what? Speeder bikes. Speeder bikes. Biker scout. I could. Is I my- could do that. As much yeah. as I would want to, I'd pee down my leg and probably be running into trees as soon as I started. <laughs> like I would like, oh shit, it went too fast. Oh, I'm dead. Um, I mean, it it probably would happen as well. But if I wasn't going to be doing it in communications, I definitely would do that. I would, I would go where I could put the hammer down and go as fast as I could. Uh, yeah. So anyway, my second. So that brought up my like a secondary thing for me. Another passion of mine would be video editing stuff. So somewhere in like, if you're talking propaganda machine, creating the propaganda okay. somewhere into in that creation of the propaganda. You see, we <laughs> now I'm going to have to ask Joey and Nick and, and others what they would do. So I want to I want to add to this and see what what direction all of our crew would go. Um, well, that, rural farm boy, thank you. And and another thing we're appreciative of on this Thanksgiving is having um, you as a listener. And, and a part of what we do, and for basically all the listeners and followers we have. So can't thank you all enough. Um, hey, before we hop into this Andor finale, um, am I reading that uh, Bob Iger is back? <laughs> Chapik is, is that as Bob Chapik is gone and Iger is back? Have have they been listening to our show? Is Disney, is Disney Lucasfilm going... Hey, whatever those guys at Rural the Galaxy say, maybe we should try that out. I don't know. Uh, nah. <laughs> Man, as much been... as I want as much yeah, as I want to say we might have influence, nah. Yeah. However, it only took about less than 24 hours for somebody to take the meme of uh, I- uh Oscar Isaac and say somehow Bob Iger returned. Um, <laughs> with the Mickey Mouse ears on all of them. Did you see that? That was great. <laughs> I mean, people are are clever and way wittier than I am, and quicker than I am. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, it was I'm. Fun. Uh, I'll I'll admit I'm like a weirdo when it comes to Disney news. I follow these pages that talk about stuff that's going on in the parks year round, um, stuff in development. You know, like guys who follow stocks on Disney Imagineers. Um, people have not like Chapek pretty much ever since he's taken over. Yeah. Um, you know, he uh, you know, there's there's, you know, people who have said that he's like, you know, Walt's Walt's gone. This is a new age. This is what we need to do. And it, a lot of things came down to dollars. And, you know, he just figured, you know, hey, I raise prices on things. It'll lower the uh, attendance, but it'll make more money. Like things, things like that, where it's just like, I've watched like a lot of vintage things of Walt Disney talking about things they wanted to do in Disney World and just imagination and all these things. Like, I mean, that's what Epcot was all about. That's where people have big beef with JPEG and a lot of stuff going on with Disney is Epcot. People want Epcot to become what it was before, where it was about the future and, you know, Anything is possible, essentially. So that I've was not JPEG. I've never been to Epcot, but everybody tells me they go there to eat and drink. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
that's what the world exactly i love epcot for that reason but (laughs) if you hit what is it october the entire month of october is the food and wine fest so they have the lands and they add about 20 extra lands in in between and you can go and just buy appetizers um and i think like belgium you can buy a flight of beer from belgium and stuff like that so so yeah um you can drink a beer in every single country, which okay. I did uh, yes, the first time uh, I did it. The first time I was legally allowed to drink there. Every single country, I had one beer. The last one was uh, Japan, I think, and it was like a samurai sword. And I remember them pouring that beer and just me being like, man, I never thought I would be drunk in Disney World. Yet here I am. <laughs> but I recovered better during the, during that time. <laughs> you you can also scuba dive in the Epcot's, uh fish tank um so the so there's the seas area i can't mm-hmm. remember the seas area and there's the the under the sea restaurant that you can see into the giant aquarium and then if you walk around there's a giant aquarium it's like enormous um but they have some of the disney behind the scenes stuff that not everybody knows about you they collect money for wildlife uh, conservation mm-hmm. efforts Preservation um and price. it yep so you pay your you pay for whatever it is you pay i think it was like 200 dollars. but i got to dive in the epcot center like swim around wave to the people that are walking around i got to swim over to the people that were eating dinner um and started interacting with them i was joking around and asking one of the guys it was like an older uh, group they were somebody was eating like a chocolate lava cake and i started pointing at it and he was like <laughs> that and i was like yeah i shook my head yeah and then he went to hold i like he went to try to put it through the window and i tried to and i couldn't get through the window and i was joking like and they all had a big laugh and then i look up and there's like three families that are recording us <laughs> have this interaction like on the back row so i was the entertainment for the evening scuba diving in that tank I mean, it was also about a foot and a half away from an eight foot, eight to nine foot tiger shark. So, because he just kind of patrols the bottom, and no. as long as you don't, as I'm long as you don't, that. as long as you don't get in his so, path, you're all good. Okay, so we we've hit on the the um, imagination of Epcot, Alfie. <laughs> what are your thoughts on? I this? take responsibility for that. Iger and Iger and Chapek thing. Uh, well, I mean, we, we keep, you know, beating this dead horse, but you know that this big loss at the hotel has got to be, you know, some of this, um, you just look at this thing and the money that they put into it and then not getting back. That's got to be a really big financial loss. And I would think it would play into the decision to, you know, switch the heads of this company. Big investment. Go ahead, Brent. So the couple of things too, I agree. I do think that has any and some impact. I also there's a part of me that feels bad for JPEG because he did have to deal with something that no other person has ever had to deal with at the Disney Corporation, and that's a worldwide shutdown of your park for nine months, um, and then trying to slowly bring it back. And they were losing billions if i remember correctly a day because of the park being shut down so i feel bad in that respect but um i think the the hotel was one thing i think the other thing is um Iger's big thing is disney plus he spent a lot of disney money to buy marvel star wars 
and 20th Century Fox and for the development of the platform. And I don't know if it's making or if it's on the right path or wherever it's at. I think there's some of, there was some fear that it would, wasn't going to meet its expectations. So they wanted Iger. I, I'm sure they went to him and brought him back in because this is his baby to put the baby back in the right track. And I think so, it's still not making money on Disney Plus. I don't think it was, it wasn't scheduled to make money, right? So like they knew they were going to be operating at a different deficit. You got to spend money to make money. I think they didn't expect it to be a profitable thing until 25, but I think the I think the estimations were starting to slip even further past that. Okay. Well, uh, another problem is too which people who sympathize with JPEC is like that 20th century Fox acquisition was like one of the last things that Iger did. And then was like, peace out, you know, and they've done nothing with that. I mean, how many movies with 20th century Fox does Disney own the rights to where it's like, what, what have they done? I mean, maybe, maybe some of that stuff is available on Disney plus. I really don't know. Um, I don't know if any of you guys could even tell me, but I, I don't Simpsons. think they, yeah. I mean, they got the Simpsons, but like, which is huge. The Simpsons are huge, but I don't know. It's like, you, you got this thing that you spent a boatload of money on and wh what are you doing with it? It's like, obviously they got Marvel and star Wars and they were like, let's go, you know, let's, let's roll here. 20th century Fox. It's like, you know, Hey, new season of Simpsons is coming out. Like I see that stuff on Disney plus, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem to, I, I don't really understand why they did that, but I, I, I don't I either because the franchises that they bought are so played out anyway. I mean, yeah. Another fantastic four movie. Great. So it's going to be a third reboot of the fantastic <laughs> four. Uh, how many X-Men movies are there? So, you know, you're kind of limited on, do you start over or do you keep the storyline going? Where do you start? Um, I don't know. And it is kind of weird that none of those are on Disney plus yet. You think you would want to start, you know, using those to try mm -hmm. to get some of the money back. But then again, I mean, do we even understand how Disney plus works? I mean, financially, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, not only that, they're going to change their pricing, right? Yep. Right. So, pricing already so, went up. I already got hit with it. Okay. So, but then like, if you want to keep the commercial free, you can have a hot, you pay a higher rate because yep. they're going to make money on, because it wasn't making as much money as they wanted it to. And they weren't getting subscriptions. They're going to bring in revenue in another way. And so they're bringing it in through the ad so you have ad tiers now um, mm -hmm. that you didn't used to have. So, I mean, eh. I don't know. It, it's such a weird thing. Disney is technically, it, it's, it's basically a world power. You know, you have parks in France in you know, Japan, uh, Japan in China, uh, you know, in California, Orlando, you are you are a worldwide influence and there's so many directions that this company goes. So it's so hard to just pin everything down on one thing. Well, but it, it's a crazy corporation. So. It is. And but didn't they just announce a whole ton of layoffs and a whole ton of tightening the belt there and everything like that? I mean, yep. I know it's post pandemic and I know it's now recession <laughs> and all that. But I mean, it's definitely taken a downward turn instead of 
booming turn. This is the third round of layoffs in like six, five years, four years. They, yeah. they, because they did one right before the pandemic. Then they brought some of those people back and then they did one right after the pandemic. And this, I think this is like the third in like two to three years, mm-hmm. third round of layoffs. Yeah. And I've read in quite a few places that the uh, Star Cruiser has gone down to one yep. shift. Yep. One shift for everything. Yeah. For and the so most they, <laughs> incredible so experience of a lifetime. <laughs> they, well, yeah, I, I see. You're exactly right. Is It's now instead of being able to do these things, 24 hour shifts and whatever else, it's, hey, we've got eight hours, fit everything in uh, while you're here. Right. And, but you're paying that much to stay for, you know, two or three days. And uh, yeah, only getting the services for one shift at a time. So, it's kind of wild. I don't, you know, hey, we none of us um, are CEOs of companies, but uh, there's a lot going on. Best of luck to you, Bob Iger. Uh, let's see if you can bring back the magic. Uh, I also read an, uh, a possibility that Disney has a five-year plan. I mean, what is it? Don't die? I'm sorry. I'm using... <laughs> Just like the Uncle Buck five-year plan. First, it's get... Yeah, to yeah. go from... Cigarette smoking cigars. cigarettes. Yeah, I'm on the yeah. cigars now. <laughs> I'm on the Nicorette gun gum. Yeah. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, sure, it's got a five year plan. They're gonna come out and say that to try to make sure people realize that they're what's going on. Doesn't mean that they're gonna follow through with that plan. I'm. Sh- they've had a two to three year plan that they've been talking about for a long time. Like we. We have what? We have shows that we know of, at least that they've talked about and we know are in production to what? The end of 24. So that's at least two years. And we found out about those in 2020. So that's four years. Yeah. Yeah. And most of those have come through. Most of them, right? We haven't got Lando. Yep. They they talked about Willow. We'll get Willow. We're going to get Indiana Jones, right? I mean, most of the stuff that they, most of the stuff that they showed at the Investor Day has come through. Um, I think there's the droids cartoon that they talked about that has not Rangers um, of the new Republic gone Rangers and Lando yep. are probably the three out of like the 12 that they talked about in that December timeframe that have disappeared or have been, there's been no mention of, I, I will go back to it. I'll go back to it a hundred times over. And I know the world is changing and I know movie theaters aren't what they used to be. Well, Movie theaters are better than what they used to be, but the movie industry is not what it used to be. But I will go to my grave saying Star Wars is a movie franchise that does these other things on Disney Plus and in books and in comics. It is a movie franchise. You get geared up for it. You wait for it. You get excited about it. You think about what's going on in between. And yes, Disney Plus is a great place to fill in the blanks and do secondary characters and all that. But Star Wars is a movie franchise. And until Disney puts that five-year plan together to say, we are now becoming a movie, fran- a movie franchise again, I think that's where I think that's where it's still dragging along. I mean, it's just my two cents on it. But I, I, I love some of these shows. Andor's been great. Um, it's had its ups and downs, but it's been great. Uh, you know, Mandalorian's a lot of fun. Kenobi had its ups and downs. Boba Fett had its ups and downs. But... I still want to see, I want to, I want to get us getting our popcorn, getting our Twizzlers, getting our Slurpees, going into it, you know, getting ourselves geared up and going into our, our theater together to watch a new movie. 
That's what I want. So I don't know. Go ahead, Brent. Another thing is, if I understand the reports that I've read, Bob Iger is the reason why we have the statement somehow Palpatine returned. Because I believe he's the one that said put Palpatine in it because the fans will like it. From huh. what I've, from the stories that I've picked up on, I, I feel like that was a, a statement right before he was leaving was when that came out. Like that was one of his, one of his like last things. And I think he was talking about, we need to get the people back to get the money back. What, Am I right? What, you, you are. And uh, what I think <clears throat> is, and what I'm hoping for is it's almost like when you have that NFL coach who leaves and does commentary for one or two years, you know, who might've had a little bit of, you know, hard time. Mm -hmm. And then they see it from the outside and they're like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, I I've heard a lot of coaches say, once you step outside of the game and look at it from outside, you know, you, you see things differently. And that's what I'm hoping maybe he'll do with star Wars because like, I'd post it on Twitter. Like to me, this is huge for star Wars. Cause Iger, you know, Iger was getting pictures taken in the Millennium Falcon with George Lucas making mm -hmm. that purchase. Like he knows what Star Wars is and what it can be. And that's why, you know, he did give us movies. He he gave us movies. We have not gotten movies now for I, I don't know how long. So three years. Yeah. Three years. How long how long has Shapik been in? I think maybe three, three years. years. <laughs> yeah. Just coincidence? Yeah. So I have I have high hopes. We'll we'll see. You know, a lot of people love Iger. They really do. So we'll see. Okay. Any he other also, thoughts? Go ahead. He also wore a Gina Carano t-shirt, or like there was a picture of him saying like "Save Gina Carano." Oh. So there may be there may be a Rangers of the New Republic that gets back put back on the shelf. Well, I can tell her, you this: her her social media following has not diminished since she's been canceled. That's for sure. There's still plenty of people out there who would uh, probably enjoy that show. There'd be people who would boycott it. That's fine. There's people who boycott everything. But if he's wearing that, you never know what could happen. So, Alfie, D-Doc, any other comments on that stuff before we head over to Andor? I just hope he turns it around. I want to see Star Wars in a movie theater again. I agree with you completely. Series are great, but for the most part, TV series are forgettable until the next season. Uh, you go, you jump from one series to the next. Do you really remember anything memorable from, you know, the countless TV series we watch? Not like in a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's give give me Star Wars in theaters with a scroll, no matter if it's a playoff or not. <laughs> Put a movie scroll. That is your thing. That is like that. Is, you know, it, it's like how people talked about how Disney was crazy for changing the voice of you know uh, Buzz Lightyear. You know, put your movie scroll, even if it's not for the trilogies or whatever, because mm. kids sit in the theater and see that. I mean, they see that movie scroll and they're just like, oh, my God, what is this? Even if they can't read it. Anytime the scroll comes <laughs> on, my son will yell for me. Come read this to me. Like he he wants, you know, people want to watch that. It's, it's an it's a genius introduction. Bring the scroll back, bring the movies back, bring the magic back, as Joe said. I'm it would, it would have, we'd have no problem, especially now with having Disney Plus, taking Rogue One, taking the solo movie and adding a scroll to the front of it. It's some writer could write it up and have it go on and be added onto it. And it could be just like that. So, D Doc, I will back you up on that one. I agree. Um, so, we, we were talking about shows. 
and we're talking about how they could be forgettable. And we've talked about the ups and downs of this 12 uh, episode season of Andor, where there's been some where we're like, am I awake? Am I asleep? Uh, there's been some where it's been a lot of talking and no action. But here we were at the finale, uh, Rick's Road, number 12 of season one. And um, I, you know, we always do it this way. Just go around the room. Let's talk about any topic that goes with it. I, I will start by saying I loved how the music ramped up, how the hammer ramped up, and how you had almost a Gangs of New York setting of the Empire walking one way and the people from Ferrix walking the other way until they met in the middle of, of that trap on Rick's Road right there. I, I thought that was great to have the black and white empire, the colorful people of Ferrix coming together. And then, you know, I, I, I was up and down on the Marva character, but I, I enjoyed her speech. And I loved that Luthen was there to see that speech, that, that, that spark. And we'll go more in a spark about, about Cassie in there, but I, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I really want to see where season two goes now. I mean, I think they did all the right things, ramping up, ramping up, ramping up to where season two should have all these payoffs leading into Rogue One. So what what were some of your guys' thoughts, things that stood out to you about episode 12 of Andor? Hit me with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be, go. I'll, I'll go be, right awake? in. <laughs> yeah, I'm awake. <laughs> okay, go ahead, D Doc. I'll jump right in. Um, you know, I was actually trying to tune up the uh, opening scene of Gangs of New York, actually, because I had seen you text something about Gangs of New York today, and I knew exactly what you're talking about. Although this was kind of just like trumpets and trombones, kind of just going like, yes. brr, brr, you know, I was thinking <laughs> of that flute that's playing in the beginning of Gangs of New York when we're going to that opening standoff, and. Uh, yeah, it was like the five points standoff. Yes. Gangs of New York, you know, me being, you know, Ginger Irishman, it's one of my favorite freaking movies. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bill the Butcher, Leonardo DiCaprio and that. It's a freaking amazing movie. I love that but, movie. Um, yeah. To me, to me, it, it, it went right along with the way this show has been going. But to me, it, it had a nice, strong buildup in it, uh, leading to a great season two. Um, I thought there was great special effects and explosions in this episode. Uh, you know, we didn't it, like we didn't get to fully see all of our characters' storylines technically like conclude. You know, because we're gonna see that in season two. We got a twelve episode show. We got twelve more to come. You know, Alfie needs to see twelve more episodes of Slapface and Dedra or Deidre. <laughs> Working Please. out their relationship. <laughs> 12 more episodes of setting up a rat hole bank account. Please. That's what I need is more of this bank account nonsense. Hey, she did a, but, she did a great job yeah. today. I was like, it took me a second. And I was like, because I thought it was real. And then like they fought, they like focused on her and she kind of didn't do a smirk. But there was like this little smirk of like. I know they're listening. Anyways, I don't want to go. No, no you like fine. bring that up. Hit it. I mean, it was it. I I have I was that written like, down. When, when it went away, I was like, "Oh, that's clever," and I I mean, it was clever. Like that oh, was, it was one hundred percent. Just saying, this could have been done like six episodes ago, <laughs> and absolutely nothing in the story would have changed. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. 
But I do think that it was clever how they decided to fix it, how she decided to fix it, mm-hmm. because she knew she couldn't figure out another way. But I'm going to fast forward to the end of the show. She still goes through with the betrothal. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if she goes through with it, but she still goes through with the meeting, right? Like her daughter All he didn't said look was up- he wanted was meeting. Correct. Her daughter didn't look upset by it. Her no, daughter's her daughter planning. wants it. Yeah. Because she was doing the little chant in the previous episode. Yeah, which I don't think we had a full crew on after that episode. I don't know if I got to talk to you guys about that, but like she seems to buy into their mm-hmm. culture more more. So like maybe she's just like, you know what? She probably would even like this, actually, that we're going to follow this tradition, you know, so kind of a win win situation. Plus, the kid had a nice haircut, you know, he looked good. <laughs> uh, and it makes his <laughs> it makes his dad more legitimate. Right. By joining in with that family right there, you know, so um, so we did see Deidre and the death trooper scene, right? Her coming off the ship and her walking around. We've been seeing that since the preview of the show. You you saw it twice, though, right? Yeah, because like uh, she had she was walking rather sternly right when she shows up Mm -hmm. with the death troopers behind her. And then there was the scene on the gangs of New York scene where she was walking with death troopers behind her as well. So there were two there were two uh, versions of it, I guess. We had a Canto Bite mention when in the Perrin uh Mon Mothma discussions. What's uh, he betting on? Like so what is like so what would what would a uh <laughs> what is, a Shindrillion millionaire gamble on? Like what in the Star Wars world are we gambling on? Come on, like like are we doing uh Gamorian fights? Like he's watching live feeds of those ponies that are yes. in The Last Jedi. That's what he's betting on. I forget the name of those horses. Uh are... you know, the, the dog face the dog face horses. Alfie, what yes. were those? They were like far something. The farmers. Farmers. Yes. See? Yeah. He's betting on them. He's betting on the <laughs> ponies. I mean, sure. I was just trying to think of what I'm going to. Is he a sabak? Is he going to like these backroom sabak tables? Like, because obviously he said, she said, you're doing it again. So obviously this has been a a, a challenge within the marriage before. I I don't so, think he's ballsy enough to go sit at a table with a bunch of cocky guys like that. I think he's got to do it from afar. Sit up in a in a suite, bet on the bet on the farm ears or whatever. Uh, maybe he bets on the Gamorreans, but then he's got to be in a crowd that he doesn't yeah. really fit in with. I want to say that he, I want to say that he gets a box seat for the Gamorrean fights. Probably. Um, I thought it was very cool <laughs> and touching with the Clemstone when when um, Cassian came back and went to the stone for Clem on, on Ferris, uh, Ferrix, right? Yeah, Ferrix. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Thinking back to that, thinking back to what what his dad, adopted dad, had taught him and things like that, uh, and it meant something to him, right? Uh, and then, come on, let's face it, I really thought it was cool during the time while he was traveling, listening to Nimick's uh, manifesto. I thought that was great, bringing back that character who I think we all thought, you know, this is an interesting character. I mean, come on, who reads a manifesto? Well, now we know who. And he didn't even read it. He does like us. He does audiobooks because he doesn't have time to read it all. So, but 
Go ahead, Brent. You were going to say, Oh, something. my hand was cramping up oh. on me. No, uh, more or less. Like I, I did enjoy that, but uh, I was going to go with like, we all knew that he was going to do this. And this kind of goes back to what Alfie says. They probably, <laughs> they probably could have done that uh, like an episode or two sooner. Right. Like we knew that he was going to listen to it. Maybe when he went back and when he finally picked it back up um, from space, Miami, he could have listened to it and done that what was that last episode was it yeah the last yeah. episode mm-hmm. so to, to, just to go with Alfie saying and I, the more that he says it this could have been 10 episodes and you're still not going to miss anything because yeah. just how long certain things took it here's what i'll say on that when you're going to base when you're going to base uh the following season on three episodes per year for a for a year, you really have to lay some groundwork, right? Like, let's take your life. If you were looking at your life, and over the year they said we're going to snapshot three things of your life for one year, and that's what you're going to see. There'd be a lot of missing pieces. You've got to put all this background in there to get to where we go next next season. Um, I. I might be way off on this, but I told people all the time back when the prequels came out, Phantom Menace had to go through all the rigmarole and the backstory that it did and give you all that kind of laying the pieces and the world building because you had to have the payoff in Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. I might be wrong, but to me it felt like that was a prologue saying, here's where everything is so you know when the action comes in the next two movies – where where everything is and i think this first season was that for the for the year by year thing we're going to get in season two alfie's shaking his head ddux got something to say yeah even even to compound that off like one thing i jotted down was what would people be saying about this Andor show right now if we got these 12 episodes and we did not have rogue one would people be like holy crap they're building an amazing story right now like <clears throat> <clears throat> I, I think I that, wouldn't because I would have no. stopped watching like nine episodes ago. I yeah. think I think without and I think without Rogue One, it's going nowhere. Yeah, that's true. And and what's funny is like I was almost thinking even the opposite, actually. I was almost thinking like maybe people would be saying, hey, they're telling like a different live action style story. Let's see where this guy goes. Um, Maybe maybe it would be the action thing. I, I don't know, but. I don't know. I re- I really enjoyed this show. Like I, I know that I hosted last week and Jake James Lugo cut this up and down, but like I really do enjoy it. I mean, uh, I I could have ended this episode on a bit better of a note, I'd say, but that's how they did it all season. I, every time credits rolled this whole damn show, I was just like, ugh. I, I always thought they could end it on a better scene. That's one thing I'll critique. Go ahead, Al. I really liked this episode. Um, this isn't the Mandalorian. It's not Filoni. So I did not really expect any pizzazz or anything, you know, extraordinary. I thought it was a nice little finale for this show, which this show seems to do everything and, you know, keep it very small. It was very tense. I, you know, I liked the, the march and the, you know, the instruments and the buildup and all that. It's just the nature of the show. If if you expected a Filoni finale, then you know you haven't watched the previous eleven episodes. Um, <laughs> I I just really feel like some parts of this show 
really could have been done a lot sooner. We could be further along in the story. Um, you know, all the buildup for Val and what's Cinta. Cinta being on the plant. What did that, what was that about? We got our first non gunsmoke, but, but knife, then you got Shiv, you know, Cinta took out that ISB guy with that. Yeah. So, I mean, but you're right. Other than Mando. Yeah. We haven't really seen a whole lot of knives in star Wars. Um, it was nice to see casting gun smoke somebody, you know, that's always a plus. <laughs> always a plus. I, you know, I'm not going to lie and say that, you know, this to me is the best Star Wars. This this show just isn't for me. It's not. I, I think it's great. Like I say all the time in 99 out of 100 categories, this show is phenomenal. I just do not find it entertaining whatsoever. And like I said in our chat today, it to me, it was like it suffers the same thing as The Walking Dead. You start watching it because it's a Star Wars show. You start watching The Walking Dead because it was a cool comic and it was about zombies. And at some point you go, is this ever going to be about killing zombies again? You know, it's just people talking. <laughs> That's all it is, is people talking nonstop. And I think it just needs at some point to embrace that it is Star Wars and stop with the hey here's a stormtrooper so you know it still is where this is still in the star wars universe at some point it has to be a little bit star wars so i said that i would share this with uh when i talked to him uh nate orham who is a co-worker at the school that i work at now his daughter who's 10 is fascinated with the show and won't let him watch it unless she's there and he was like when he was when we were talking about it he's like she's 10 i was like that's a little young for the what like the maturity level and he's like i i was kind of i didn't know she'd be into it but she is and then like when i asked her like why do you like it she's like dad it's star wars so you know what i mean like so that was her statement to him like it's star wars why wouldn't i like it so like when we're saying that it's not star wars a different demographic a different generation says it is star wars and i'm just saying that i'm just saying that as one person right i'm not trying to say that the entire generation is doing that but there are people out there that are saying this is star wars because you see it on your social feeds now it doesn't get the social chatter that other things to have gotten but there are people that are saying it is their star wars and i'm just like is it a generate does it come back to the generational thing does it come back to us wanting some surprise twist ending does it does it come back to people who have never really had a movie experience because movies aren't that big anymore and they've to them you know they only know netflix series that are long and drawn out and Hmm. first episode is great last episode is great but you got to watch all of them or to get the whole story i like that that's interesting across the way brent and Alfie. I mean, I I look at it and I think, you know, it's it's something as simple as I was talking to a person who runs a, a company that uh, has, you know, people who are on computers all day, all night and, and a lot of interaction. And they put a bunch of people in one room who were in their 20s wow. and said, we've got this big project for you to do. And all around the room, they had these big Macs, right? iMacs, big screens, like almost TV size and keyboards right in front of them. 
And they're like, we need you to start on this. Okay, ready, go. And all the people in the room turned and picked up their phone and started doing this instead of going to the computers that they had put into the room for them that were the size of a, you know, big TV screen and working on them because of a generational societal thing, right? Like, I don't feel as comfortable ordering things and doing things off my phone as I do off my laptop. But my mom and dad, I'm sure they do. They want a freaking catalog probably to order stuff off of, right? But my kids, I mean, everything they do is I'm just going to order it real quick right here. Boom, boom, boom. And they're done on their phone. I'm like, I, I don't feel as safe with that right there. But it's the same thing with what you're saying, Alfie. I mean, you've got a whole generation of people who their attention spans shorter. They're, they're, you know, they want something they can sit and watch in their house. Like Brenna said before, to whether if, if they've got to go to the bathroom or get something to eat, they can go do that and and enjoy that while we're the generation that was like it was a big event to go to a movie theater and you planned out your day and your week or whatever till you were going to go do that so it might be hitting on all points things might have changed society to where this kind of a show or a series is better for a lot of younger people in the star wars fandom and then it goes back to the conversation that we've had and we're getting away from the Andor conversation, but it goes back to the conversation that I had that your Star Wars is different than my Star Wars because of the way that I've experienced Star Wars is different than the way that you've experienced Star mm-hmm. Wars. And so so to somebody, this is their Star Wars. To somebody else, it's not necessarily their Star Wars just because they experience it and have experienced it differently. So it's just interesting to have that conversation and have it as a realistic but I want to get back to Andor. I know Didak, you might have had yeah. another tidbit to say. Didak, go ahead, and then we'll. we'll it was on. Some... It was on Andor. I was. Okay. It was going to be off. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You can yeah. go first, Brent. So the one thing that I it it was a disappointment was I wanted to see Anton Krieger's um, ship, his attempt to take over the power station. I wanted to see that battle. I wanted to see glimpses of that battle. I was hoping it may have been like it in this uh, in the space, like a space battle, or if even if it was on the ground. I kind of I kind of wanted to see that, and so when they walk in and they're like, "Yeah, they're all dead." I mean, it was kind of it was like, "Okay, I get it. Like, I get it. They're gonna slaughter them, right?" But at the same time, I was like, "Oh, I wanted to see that." I wanted to see uh, the slaughter. Alfie is gaining power right now on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly, to play off that too, like if there was one thing I could critique, like, yeah, absolutely what you're saying, Brent. I mean, that probably would have been like, I mean, those black X-wings that were on that planet um, where um, Sagarera uh, Sagarera was, uh, those looked awesome. I was thinking to myself, man, I want to see those in flight. Like, hopefully we get to see those, you know, during whatever this is going to happen. Uh, if there was one like critique I could give this finale, I would say I wish Andor to me, Andor didn't need this situation to happen for him to say, you know, kill me or I'm on board, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm jumping technically towards the end, but I wish he was more involved in this fight. I mean, technically, he just kind of snuck around. Yeah. Watched everything happen. He did gun smoke that guy, but we didn't see any smoke because it was point blank. I did yell gun smoke out <laughs> loud, just so you know, Alfie. As did I. <laughs> like, I was waiting for the gun smoke the whole damn time, and I knew Andor was going to get one. I just wanted it to be a better gun smoke. Uh, I love I, it. We need to get shirts made up. <laughs> yeah. Gun smoke. Star Wars gun smoke. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I just wish that he kind of was involved. He has nothing to lose at this point. They're there for him. That's the whole reason why they're souped up security and everything there. Pretty much. I mean, other than the fact that they're the empire and they're a bunch of assholes, but you know, they, they I, I just wish Andor was involved in this fight a bit more. It was his mom. His boy definitely did good. He brick yeah. smoked a couple guys. He you did. Know? <laughs> He did. Wow. I love the brick. I love them taking the brick to the head and everything. Yeah. That was awesome. Dida or Brent, Alpha, you start and then Brent. Go ahead. Did you notice all of a sudden uh, kind of breaking cannon here, but weren't the stormtroopers just a little bit uh, on target? Precise? Yeah, with their shots. <laughs> they were on target. They were taking them out left and right. I didn't. Good call. <laughs> I didn't they... even think of that. They lose, they lose their accuracy as we get further along in the timeline. And uh, I did like finally out of seeing some aliens in this episode. Did you notice the Grandin from yeah. A New Hope? He got he got buzzed, right? He got yeah, he got, lit he got up. tased. Yeah. Go ahead, Brent. Um, do, 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 I was in some oh. My thing is, you said you wish Anderson, uh, Anderson, you wish Andor would have, Ander would have been more involved in this. But the yes, whole point, Ander. like, <laughs> the whole point is, if he did get involved, the entire empire would go to him. They, his, all of their attention would stop on anybody else and go to him. So he had to stay in the shadows. He couldn't be, he can't be seen. He has to stay in the shadows at this point. He could have gun smoked a couple more yeah. guys. He could have got done a couple sneak shots, you know, in there. You know, there was a lot of smoke in the streets. Oh, Alf. I get it. I get everything that this episode was trying to build. I get exactly what you're saying, Brent. You know, and what it was doing for his character and him getting his friends out and blah, blah, blah. But at some point, the show just has to be a little bit fun and, you know, stop with the, the dramatics. And I think that's what this show is missing. But does it? A I mean, little I, bit. I, 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 I feel like this you. one was fun, though. I, I agree with you, but I, yeah, I, but I think, I think they're trying to take us to that dark before the new sunrise happens, before the new hope, right? I get that, and I, I totally get that. I, like I said, I get that one hundred percent. But if you want me to enjoy the show, it has to be enjoyable to a certain aspect. At some point, it has to be just a little bit enjoyable. You have to see that uh, space battle or whatever on the power station. There, there has to be TIE fighters and X-Wings at some point, just for a moment or two. At some point, this show has to be more about you know, the rebellion than the financing of the rebellion. Do we think this last episode though because D-Doc and Brynn I think you guys were just mentioning it and it popped into my head was symbolism with maybe Cassian Ander is never going to be the guy out in the middle of a big battle but he's always going to be the guy in the shadows he's always going to be the guy sneaking around while the battle's going on doing things behind the scenes because we talked about him being one of the greatest rebel heroes a few weeks ago if you look at it in the bigger scheme of things but he's not the one who blows up the death star he's you know he's not the one who takes out this or that he just do, does all these little things behind the scenes that add up so 
That's a great I point. I, I honestly, that really, that really is a great point. Uh, yeah, he's like uh, the hero that you didn't know, basically, and that's and that's the story that we're being told right now. So, no, I think that's a good observation, Joe. I'm I'm like on board that. with that. Okay, good. I'll tell my wife I was right, maybe one time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have one. I have one question too. Uh, I and another tiny critique, even though I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, I thought that the Death Troopers came off not as intimidating as they should have because death troopers are like my favorite troopers and like they were taking one shots and going down and i don't know i just felt like i felt like if you could have done some better shots of their armor or them i don't even think i heard the communication noises Mm -hmm. once which that's one of the best parts about them is you hear them making that like like it's you don't understand what they're saying there's mystery to them and obviously we know about death troopers now, but you know, I was hyped to see them in this show and they got gun smoked. <laughs> so, you know, whatever, but the small critique of me being a uh, death trooper Stan and wanting a little more out of them. Alfie go first and Brent. After this uh, episode ended, you know, it's leaving us with this big cliffhanger for season two. Are we ever going to find out who uncle Harlow is? That's I want to know who Cassian's sister is. That was another yeah, thing that from was a co-worker. Mm-hmm. Who's Cassian's sister? And why did we start off getting like why did he have to go gunsmoke two security guards because he wanted to know where his sister was? Like, shouldn't they be trying to pull that in at some point too? Agreed. Both good points. Uh, I'm gonna say the Luthan is Harlow until I hear different. I want to bring it all into craziness. Bedlam everywhere. And then no. <laughs> You know, I really thought that Kylo Lonnie, it's Lonnie Harlow and Ray relationship couldn't be topped as far as awkwardness, but this Cyril and Deidre, that that was just hard to to stomach right there. I have some comments, but I have to save them for the after dark episode on that. Wow. Okay. Um that's there's it, just it was weird when they were sitting there face to face like that, it was at that awkward stage, right? They're both trembling a little bit. uh, They're both. Yeah. I was like, they're just going to go straight up open mouth kiss right here. Fortunately, they didn't. As crabs blowing up around them. (laughs) It's just awkward. And it it keeps getting more awkward. It's love. Oh my God. Look Look at, look at it. D-Doc on YouTube sharing the Cyril Deidre love. That's the stalker. That's the stalker Cyril Deidre, Deidre image, uh, the stalker Cyril. Um, my statement was completely just another take was to anyone who's a Rebel fan, a uh, fan of the animated series, the cartoon uh, Rebels, I really loved the mirroring, I guess, if you want to say it. the It reminded me a lot of Ezra talking to Luthal. So Ezra is on a hologram that's about the same size as Mira, Mira, Marva, Marva. as Marva. He's basically saying the same kind of thing that we have to rise up and the time is now and (coughs) fires up all of Lothal um, and some surrounding systems. And Marva basically does the, like, it's a, it's a very similar scenario and if I'm yeah. not mistaken, it's close in time 
to when that happened in the Rebels, if you're looking at timelines. Um, so I just really kind of like that, how they matched and how this, the symmetry of that, I guess. Um, remind me a lot of that uh, that scene in uh, Rebels season yeah. one, I think, season one. I can't remember if that's season one or season two, but you're exactly right. That, that was very similar. And, and <clears throat> it, it just shows you what's going on around the entire galaxy. And it takes little things to stand up like that all, all around. So, Alfie D-Doc, any, any other thoughts? Um, I I did find it interesting that Cassian tracked down Luthen at the end. He knew where he was going to go park the ship. So there he was waiting for him. Uh, the, the whole kill me or take me in kind of thing. Luthen ends up obviously taking him in and giving him that smile. You know, he kept telling everybody he wanted him dead. He kept telling everybody to take him out so he didn't say anything. But do you think he finally, I mean, obviously he's going to take him in, but was that right there the moment where he said, okay, he's now with us. It's happened. The spark's been lit. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he he was willing to... But they can't kill him. (laughs) Well... We know that he can't kill him, right? But at the same time in the story, if you're going through the story, like if you're just being introduced, at this point, Cassian has nothing left to lose. So it doesn't matter if he dies. So either I'm going to join you and become more of a pawn for you and do more work for you because you obviously recruited me. So you obviously think I'm valuable. Either do that or do what you said you were going to do and kill me because I have nothing left. There's nothing left right now. Uh, mom's gone. I don't have anything left. So do it or do it or make me uh, give me something to do. Give me a purpose. Yeah. Hey, real quick, the young kid who threw the bomb. Does he end up in Rogue One? His face looked very familiar. Was he on the ship that went to Scarif with him? I feel like he was one of the guys in Scarif. Alfie, you know you're the guy you're talking about. I don't. I would have to look up their names, but. I feel like he was one of the ones on the ship with uh, the pilot, who I'm blanking his name, at the end. Yeah, before that ship blew up. Um, Mm -hmm. So double check that for me. You're good at that stuff. But he just looked really familiar. Um, So that was just something I wanted to bring in there. Um, We had our first post credit scene of Andor. And we get to find out what the prison was making. Basically, are those joints holding together the laser dish or whatever on the on the Death Star? Right. Here's another thing. Couple things. One, I I immediately text Alfie. Or I was because he shared with me those those scenes were leaked beforehand, mm-hmm. and I expected when they panned down, because it wasn't on this I went back and looked, it wasn't on the pictures you sent me I expected to see a, a less put together Death Star like I was expecting them to be bi- still building the Death Star where it looks like it's already put together and they just have to put the dish in Right well, They had to build the laser and the dish, put it together there were multiple pieces suspended there that were being worked on. Right. And if you watched Rogue One, Tarkin is looking out the window of a destroyer mm-hmm. as they're putting and attaching that into it. 
Now, if we're following the story that we know, that's four years from now. I so it takes, <laughs> it takes four years to put the dish and connect the dish. It, well, it comes down to the kyber crystals. They probably can pull that thing in and out, right? Because they didn't have the kyber crystals at that time that they needed, right? They didn't have those until right before Rogue One. When they were stealing them from Jetta City? Yep. Go ahead, Alfie. They, I would agree that they probably took it, removed, and replaced it because uh, I, I did some extensive reading on the Death Star today. There were multiple tests that were done before Rogue One, and it was not powerful enough to destroy a planet. So, so were those like solar panels essentially that they were putting on it then? I, I'm not 100. Was Tarkin sure. was Tarkin smart enough to get a Republic tax break on it and say he was using oh. green energy? I don't think so. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm glad that we. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm glad that we saw what those parts were going to. You know. Yeah. Now, to your point, Brent, um, most of the Death Star was completed before that and it was done so because they were using the geonosians to build it mm -hmm. even after the uh end of the clone wars and there was a interesting little thing i, I hadn't really read this but before uh geonosians die off if they don't have work to do so they're able <laughs> they were able to get that done uh except for the laser that's what they needed uh or so for so you had, <laughs> so if you think about it, you now have Geonosians from Revenge of the Sith, or Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. You have uh, Cassian Andor played a part in actually putting pieces together for the Death Star. You had Galen Erso. All people, all things are going to be wrapped back up into Rogue One, you know? So even though it was coming from different angles, you had people who were, Galen and him, neither one wanted to do it. They didn't want to put the parts together, but they... One was conscripted to do it in a prison. The other one was made to do it, or they were going to kill him or his staff. So it's kind of kind of interesting. Those all came together into that one that one tool right there. So yeah, interesting. I think Azalea Azalea loves Avin Elfiom all the time. <laughs> He's. Uh, Sorry, I tried to have it muted, but they all no. came in here at one time. You're good. Um, some... Yeah, yeah so... hit, hit with any closing thoughts on Andor or any other thoughts you guys want to add on here? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't help but to think now, though, like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed these 12 episodes of this show. Like, I kind of just went into this every night, just like, all right, let's see where it's going to go. Like, I didn't, I didn't need anything out of it, I'll say. I didn't go into it needing anything out of it. But when I hear point some points like Alfie has made and stuff, like I can totally see that, you know, like I, I definitely understand some of these points of people who have critiqued the show a bit more. And I've had a couple critiques tonight. They haven't been enough to ruin the show for me. And now that I look at season two from a broader picture, it's like, all right, we know the Death Star is out there now. Everything that happened on Ferrix is going to be, the story is going to be told, you know, similar to um, what, uh, 
Andor's, you know, roommate at the prison said, you know, people need to know about this. People need to hear about this. Mm -hmm. I think that a similar thing of what happened on Ferrix is going to happen where they're going to say, you know, we were having a funeral and they opened fire and killed innocent people. You know, that's what's going to start to spread around the galaxy. And that's why I think it's like now Andor's like, yeah, I'm in with whatever cell of the rebellion this is. You know, um, Luthen is like, all right, you know, I'm technically a general now, even though he's been operating underground. I mean, I think it sets up a lot of really good stuff for season two, where it's going to be a lot more tied into Star Wars. I think they can really, you know, it, it could have it could could season one have felt more Star Wars. Absolutely. You know, there's definitely parts where it could have season two. I have a very good feeling about it. Yeah, you know, and I, I really enjoyed this season. So well, good. In twenty twenty four, you'll get to hear about it. Oh, <laughs> Go ahead, Brent. So it took seconds <clears throat> for the entire Senate to find out about Aldani. It took weeks, and no one has any idea what happened on the prison. Well, but that's been... tied into the Death Star, so they would suppress any news that what happened on the prison. Okay, because the same statement that they had at the very beginning of this is that there seems to be an increased number of shipments to Scarif. Right. Right, because that mm -hmm. was like everybody's like that's they're increasing the shipments because they're taking parts. Okay, so that then I can hear you on that. Now, are they really going to find out about what happened on Ferrix, or are they going to try to suppress that because that's going to give the, it's going to is is <clears throat> did they learn from the Aldani to put the propaganda machine in to try to suppress as much negative information about the Empire so they can still look like they're superior? Right now, I'm going to tie this into one of our favorite topics to talk about, and this is the Last Jedi, the. First Order controlled the entire galaxy, and somehow t three kids who worked in the stable knew exactly what happened with Luke Skywalker in the Walkers of the First Ar uh, Order's army. So it will be more word of mouth than okay. the story will pass upon the downtrodden of the universe. I like it. Word of mouth. All right. The the spark. It's the spark right. that's lighting the rebellion. Okay. I agree. All right. Well, uh, guys, I, I think we covered the Andor series pretty well. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna try to get some people on soon to get their feedback on it now that the season's over. So hopefully I'll get some people to just come on and give us their thumbs up, thumbs down, or their thoughts on it. Um, and I really haven't planned much else between now and the holidays, but we'll try to do some shows, get them lined up, you know, and everything else so we can dodge holiday stuff and all that kind of stuff coming up over the next month or so. Um, Brent, I'll go start with you. Any closing thoughts before we break, break camp here? Well, so I'm thankful for the community because there's a group of about probably four or five teachers that know that I'm pretty Star Wars-y, so they come and have conversations with me about it. So that's awesome. Um, two, uh, I would put Andor for me as if you, and this is for just on the streaming services. Mm -hmm. Somebody put that out there before. I would put it more or less behind the Mandalorian. So Mandalorian, and then I put Andor as my second. 
favorite out of the crew that we have right now. The other ones are kind of, I would say, distant. Because these, those two are probably the best out of the whole lot. Sorry, I'm having hiccups right now, but okay. So yeah, so I would put it as a number two. Like, uh, I, I'd give this. I think I called uh, Boba Fett like a, a B. I would call this an A minus because I said it's better than Boba Fett. Like, it, an eight to eight and a half out of ten is where I would call the Andor. It had good things. The more that we talk about it, the more. Alfie's points come true and you probably could pluck probably easily pluck three to four uh, episodes out of this to make it run faster and maybe make it more entertaining. But yeah, there's where I'm at. Okay, good. Um, D-Doc? Yeah, I mean, pretty much I can reiterate uh, everything that Brent said. Uh, He pretty much uh, (laughs) hit my summary on the head. I'm right, right in lockstep with him on it thoroughly enjoyed the show i enjoyed that it was longer uh 12 weeks i mean you know could have sure could have been sure well i guess it wasn't 12 nine weeks, weeks. Nine, yeah, weeks. nine weeks um could it could there have been things plucked out absolutely but you know and also i started ted lasso joe i give you credit for that and i absolutely love that and that's related to star wars because <laughs> he was one of the uh scout troopers uh, correct in the Mandalorian. So that's related to Star Wars. Credit to you, Jack Harvey, and my brother, and everybody who's been asking me what I'm waiting for to watch Ted Lasso. Season two, there's a couple references in there too. So just be ready yeah. for that. Yeah. Star Wars so, references in yeah. Ted Lasso? Yes, yes. Oh my God. I'm going to love it even more. I've only watched four episodes. <laughs> me and my wife are watching it this week. I'm just like four episodes in. After each one, I'm just like, this show is the best. Let's watch another one. And it's oh, like, you know, we, yeah. We I said it, man. If we, we didn't have limits, yeah. if we didn't have limits, this show, like, because we just had a weird schedule the last week, I'd be flying through this show right now. So, yeah. Love Dandor and love Ted Lasso. That's okay. my final thoughts. <laughs> love it. Alfie, how about you? Okay. Look, I harp on this show a lot, and I know it sounds like I really don't like it, but I do like it. I think the show is great. I think it's amazing at everything that it tries to do. I just don't think it's very fun or entertaining. Ranking wise, I'm still going to put Mando uh, up number one. Andor's got to be number two just because of the quality. I rewatched this episode today, and this is the tell to me. I could skip through almost everything with the exception of the parts I wanted to go rewatch just to get the dialogue with the subtitles on and I can tell you there's nothing in this show that's going to make me rewatch it as much as you know parts of Boba Fett I didn't like being that last episode I rewatch that all the time Kenobi felt the same way about it but mm-hmm. that fight between Vader and Coat and Kenobi I'm going to rewatch it this show I just don't see myself ever coming back maybe a quick run through before season two and, you know, now that we got this little kind of prologue of Cassie and Andor, maybe the next season does open up and it does get to be a little more fun. You know, I really like this show and I really want to love this show, but it just is not entertaining. I get you. Like I, I said uh... before, you know, we keep comparing this show to Jason Bourne, but every Jason Bourne movie had some really kick-ass, you know, chase mm-hmm. scenes that made it you know, the three hours worth, you know, there was a little bit of fun in the show. 
I like it. I, 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 I think you guys all hit on some great points. Um, I will also rank this one second behind Mandalorian. Um, I, you know, heck, if I was really ranking, <clears throat> excuse me, if I was really ranking some things, I put Clone Wars season seven uh, up there, even, you know, with this or above this, because that Siege of Mandalore was absolutely freaking great. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think they're, let's face it, uh, all Star Wars is not going to be the same. Some is going to be fun kid style, some is going to be more adult style. Some is going to be more thinking man. Some is going to be more action. So I, I think that, you know, maybe they're trying to find a little bit of Star Wars that fits everybody, you know, here or there. It has something for everyone. Um, I'm looking forward to season two of it now. I mean, obviously we know where Andor finishes up in Rogue One, but there's a lot of characters that I want to see what happens to them and how they tie Saul Guerrero back in, how they tie Bail Organa in because he's, gotta be wrapped into next season with all the things that are going on um and see where mon mothma goes from here uh so it it was it was a good overall show enjoyed it and um yeah we'll see where it goes but guys um like i said this is our thanksgiving episode thank you guys so much thanks for all that you do for the rule of Gal galaxy show and our social media and interacting with all of our listeners and everything like that i can't thank you guys enough um, go enjoy some time with your family, Brent, get that run out of the way and then go relax and have some good food and be with family. And, um, you know, we're just, I'm just thankful it's going the way it's going. I can't, can't believe we're 182. Like I said, we need to already start thinking about planning show 200 and doing something big and awesome and all that kind of stuff. Uh, cause that's right around the corner, believe it or not, 18, 18 weeks from now. Gosh, what's that? Four and a half months. That will be right in the middle of something um <laughs> but uh hey thanks you guys uh, to our followers and listeners thank you again we appreciate it always follow us at all the rule of galaxy outlets you know where to go track us down find us interact with us we'd really love to see you you know on twitter and everything interact with us ask us questions or on rule the galaxy sw at gmail.com and um hey for all you people in fantasy football it's getting closer in the season good luck to your teams uh, go win some money or some trophies or something like that. Don't get any tattoos if you finish last. Um, but outside of that, guys, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, everybody, there's something out there to be thankful for. Sit there, look inside your mind, inside your heart. Be thankful for those things that are closest to you. And until next week, may the force be with you. Mm -hmm.